Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is coming out. Coming out. I'm coming out. I want the world to know Bree. I want to let it show Bree. Is this a new thing you're doing where you quote songs at the beginning? I don't know what you're talking about. You did. <laughs> you did it last episode and I loved it, so I kind of want it to be a thing now. Okay. Can well, you start? I'm just going to continue coming up with poetry on the spot, but... <laughs> And people can take what they will from that. Yeah, okay. I know if it reminds you of a song, that that might be your own life. Okay, sure. Yeah. Cheers. So coming out. <laughs> You're out. You're out and about. How about you? <laughs> uh, depends on the day. <laughs> um, that's actually true. I was yeah. wanting to talk about that. It's. Uh, I think we should kind of start with an umbrella statement that is, no one's ever really out. Because you're constantly re-coming out right. to every new person in your life. A constant process. Yeah. So I always say that, like, my first thing I say whenever anyone asks, when did you come out? I'm like, oh, well, this morning I did, you know. Like at Tim Hortons. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's true. Like, every new friend you meet or if you're introduced to um, a friend of a friend, it's always a process of, oh, are you dating anyone? Oh, yeah, Julia. Oh, okay and like you see their wheels start Let's turning the whole thing again so i feel like also it increases when you don't necessarily pass as an obvious label so mm-hmm. for me um a lot of times i come off more feminine uh, especially in a work setting so yeah i don't know it's it's a constant process and i think once you kind of wrap that around your head then you realize you're never really going to be out. Which is like, sounds wow, really daunting. Wow, out, you'll never escape it. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and going. It does, though. Yeah. I'm just being real here. It gets better. No, it gets longer. <laughs> it just continues on. It gets more on. tiresome. <laughs> well, actually, like, the last time Julia and I went to a hotel, uh, we got there, I had purposely booked online the room with the king bed opposed to the two queen beds you know right. you can like usually make that decision for the same price so i booked the room with the bigger bed we get there we're checking in we're talking to this lady at the front desk she was super nice and as she's checking us in she looks at the screen looks up at us and goes oh just so you know there's rooms that are free with two queens would you prefer that instead it's the same price I, first i thought you meant like free i was like take the free room <laughs> <laughs> they're just giving out rooms you she's like as long as you lesbians don't sleep together you get a free room <laughs> so yeah no it's a constant thing or another thing that happened we went to get a couple's massage mm. and i had booked it and it was like this romantic couple's package or whatever and we show up and it was kind of a, like it wasn't a really well-known place. This is really seedy. This guy is What a treat you bought for Julia. <laughs> no, it was like, honestly, last minute, like, day of, we were like, oh, we should just see if there's, like, some cheap package somewhere. Not a Groupon, but it would have been there. It was that kind of place. Okay. So, um, I booked it, and we showed up, and they took one look at us, and we're like, oh, oh, we're so sorry, like... We didn't realize it was it was two friends coming. We wouldn't have put you in one room. We're like, oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Like, we can go in one room because there's that constant decision. Like, am I going to explain to this random stranger that we're not friends? Or is it easier just to be like, okay, no, we're cool. We're BFFs. Like, we'll yeah. just lay in the same <laughs> room. Like, this is so funny. Weird. I can't believe this happened. Yeah. 
So then we walk into the room and as we're walking in, they like run past us and like, so sorry, so sorry. And begin to rip the flower petals off of the top of the bed and like blow out the candles in the room to try and make it like less romantic. And you're like lighting them again. Because they thought that they already made a mistake or something. And like, this was going to be like too awkward for us as like the BFF gal pals that we were. And yeah. So when people say, you know, when'd you come out? I'm like, every damn day. day. Yeah. You had Tim Hortons being like, let's get a bagel. Oh, a lesbian bagel, actually. <laughs> Just so you know. It's, They're it's like, Brie, we know you. <laughs> you come, you come here, here every day. Every day. <laughs> like, do you ever get that feeling at restaurants when you're on dates or anything? And the server's like the whole bill situation? Do you ever get that vibe where they're trying to like suss out whether you're dating or not? Um, I feel like it's different with me because I'm like quite flamboyant I think yeah. well not like soup I don't know people know I'm gay let's just say right that. okay yeah yeah they can tell so usually the only thing I'm trying to suss out is like who is paying <laughs> so I'm, I'm on their <laughs> You're side just focused on that yeah I'm like oh my god crazy yeah we're just friends who would pay though right <laughs> Probably you. Probably you if we were just like friends, you know? <laughs> That'd be a nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, so it's it's an ongoing thing. But I guess the bigger question is, when did you come out to your close friends and family? I think that when people refer to coming out, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Even though it goes on forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brie, let it go. It's, it's daunting. I'm a little dark today. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> I had a long one. <laughs> So when did you come out? <laughs> um, I came out like right at the end of high school. There was like a whole, um, your chair keeps squeaking. I, what am I supposed Keep to do? Keep your damn body still. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be, get comfortable. Comfy. There's... Creaky, creak, creak. Uh, <laughs> it makes this relatable and Are you real. good? I'm, no, I'm... it sounds like we're filming this in a haunted mansion. <laughs> it does actually. I don't know how to stop. <laughs> it's easy for you to say when you're lounging on a couch. I said we can switch halfway. Whatever, princess. Oh my good. god. You know what? This is my home. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> We're literally in my apartment. Um, coming out. Uh, <laughs> I so I came out. I think it was like the New Year's after high school. I like got really drunk and like mm-hmm. had a, a a gay awakening. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> yeah. I have a gay meltdown every day. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I got super drunk. It was like a New Year's that I woke up the next day, like my pants were covered in dirt and blood. And I was like, somebody else's blood. It was my blood. Um, anyways, so that... Was... No, no, no. You, you don't say anyways. What happened to you? Oh, I like fell downstairs. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you can't just leave people on as I woke up covered in dirt and my own blood. And just, anywho. That's what happens when you come out. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle up. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so that night, like me and my best friend were like so drunk on New Year's and we we went to this playground at night. We were drunk. We were like hanging out like, oh my God, it was like two in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, I have something to tell you. Yeah, one of those. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I'm gay. He was like, I'm also gay. And I was no like, way. what? Yeah. So me, my best friend, my other like closest friend from high school and my like other childhood best friend are all gay. So like we came out to each other that night and then for like months we were like, do you think, 
do you think the other one is gay? And we're like, I don't know. So it was like literally this weird like coming out triangle that was going on. That is a wild. Yeah. That's was, also so magical. Like I know. There's definitely something in that North Vancouver water that's yeah. like... I mean, we did live by Princess Park. Mm, so that's like, it. That is a gay river. If any. <laughs> Everyone's houses go up for sale by Princess Park. Yeah. Young children. Yeah. Like, I hear this turns them gay. I hear this water is very gay. <laughs> But that is, that sounds like high school movie, Love, Simon-esque moment. Yeah, it, it was like a sitcom, yeah. like family channel. Like you're having one of those nights, you're out there with your bro, I, drinking. I don't know if you know what. And turns out the bros are gay. <laughs> so did you kiss? No! <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping for a moment here, you know? No, like, we had zero attraction. He, I literally have known him since I'm... Like, since I've been, like, six. But wait, I'm confused. Wait, You're both gay, so you have on. to date. That sentence made no sense. <laughs> I've known him since <laughs> I was six. Thank you. Okay. But you're both gay, so you have to date, because that's how it works. Yeah. Well, we didn't date, but we just fucked on that yeah. playground. Yeah, well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, if you're gay and the other person's gay... Well, first of all, I know them. Yeah. You have to be interested. And then we probably had sex. Do you feel that when you came out a bit, that people were like, I know someone who's gay? Yeah. And, like, you should date them. Yeah. As if, like, can you imagine saying that to a heterosexual person? I know someone who's heterosexual and also single. Like, you but should now, date them. now I'm like, do you know someone gay? Like, should I date them? You know? I've gone through my roster yeah. of potentials. Like, hit me up yeah. with, like, some connections. Yeah. So, after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to come out to my family. And I was kind of having the, like, back and forth. Of like, oh, I don't know when I should do it. You know, you're looking for like the perfect moment. Right, okay. And the amount of times that you're like watching like a movie with your family and you're like, this Mm -hmm. is the time. And then you're like, ah, no, you know, I'm just going to wait until next week. And it just like keeps going. So for me, it was a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Like, we'd be like driving somewhere and like Lady Gaga would come on the radio and be like, what a great intro. Like, born this way? Mom, I have something to tell you. But then I'm like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of that. You have like a choreographed dance ready. Literally, I'm like, pull it over, pull the car <laughs> over, and then like one of those like <laughs> pop-up wedding like... <laughs> oh, flash mom. Yeah, flash mom. Come with play. Comes out of like the fucking ditches on the highway. Lady Gaga comes out to like... Yeah. He's gay! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gaga. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I was like waiting for the perfect time and like there is no perfect time, but when you're young and you're like, you think that timing matters when really yeah. like your family's going to have the same reaction no matter, no matter when you hit them with it. Yeah. So, I think that's the other thing is a part of you is waiting for the perfect time because you're scared. So it's easier to delay if you're like, this just isn't the right time. Exactly. I think anyone, when you actually rationally think about it, you know that whether you rip the bandaid off now or in six months or in a year or whatever it may be like you said the reaction is going to be the same it's just easier in that moment to be like oh like you know it's it's christmas time let's yeah. not ruin anyone's day like honestly like, jesus is coming like you know like we don't it's need a to full do moon i couldn't do it's, that it's <laughs> easier to delay if you think that in some way at some point in your life it's going to be easier and the truth is, it's going to be easier for you at some point in your life, but they aren't going to change. Yeah. That's just the reality. The totally. reaction is going to be the same. And then afterwards, I find that maybe you that's when they change. But the initial like conversation, I feel like 
whether you're 16 or 36 is going to be like... It's going to be the same reaction. The same. So sometimes it's just like... I'm like, it's close to summer solstice. I can (laughs) never do that. The the Wiccan people would never. (laughs) I want a juice cleanse right now. Like, you know, it's a lot That just seems exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like waiting for this perfect moment. I kept putting it off, putting Mm -hmm. it off. And like, I was like, you know, when you're like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. But that sounded really bad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that did. You feel like you're so close, but then you get blue balls. Yeah. That's, and I would always just draw back and I'm like, fuck, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then one day, one faithful day, I was just sitting at the dinner table and this was not like my perfect moment. Like I hadn't even been like, today's the day. No. Like I had just been like, you know what? We'll wait next week. Yeah. Like, Totally. The bachelor starts. And just to get some time (laughs) reference, how long is this after you told your friends at this point? Um, I think it was like a few months. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was relatively like, I feel like once I ripped the first like gay band-aid off. You kind of got on a roll. Yeah. I was like, let's do it again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was exhilarating. Yeah. I'm like, who wants to know? (laughs) Just screaming from my roof. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm just sitting at dinner, like... Me and my mom, my dad, just having like a chill, I think it was like a Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. We're just talking. And I had been really like reserved, I think because every time I had hung out with them recently, I had been in my head like, this is the wrong time. Right. This is the right time. This is so I think like all of that, I was probably so in my head and mm-hmm. so nervous and stuff that I was just like super reserved. I yeah. didn't want to talk to them. And so I'm just sitting there at dinner, minding my own business, eating probably like fucking quinoa because we're Caucasian. Yeah. Um, and my Unseasoned, dad. Unseasoned, probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Some salt on there. Yeah, oh my God. Um, it's taking me to Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just sitting there eating my bland white meal. And my dad just looks at me. He's like, You've been like really quiet recently. So like, we either think that you're a serial killer or you're gay and there was like just a pause and my mom was just like eating her meal like looking at me like she was like "Mm, it's one of the two (laughs) it's amazing and then so I was like oh are those my options and they were like yeah and I was like okay I guess I'll go with the latter and they were like okay cool and then we just like kept eating our meal oh my god love them just yeah it was great like just kicked Kept steamrolling on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another movie moment, really. Right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love your experience. Oh, there's another one, too. Oh, so I hadn't told my sister yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, But me and my sister are super close. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like I was scared to it. I just, like, hadn't got around to it. I yeah. was like, she'll be fine. <laughs> I'll yeah, hit her with that eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember asking her, because I wasn't legal I think I think I was still 18 um I wasn't legal and I was asking her to buy me champagne for like I don't know what it was for like New Year's or something Mm -hmm. and I was like oh can you get me a bottle of pink champagne and we were in the kitchen and my sister was like pink champagne are you gay (laughs) and I literally was like yeah (laughs) and she was like oh and I was like yeah (laughs) and my mom was like cleaning the counter and looking (laughs) and she was like giving me the side eye like "Mm." well pink champagne literally i was like i have to be gay yeah yeah like if if even if you didn't know at that point you probably would have said actually now that i think of it wait did i just ask for pink champagne (laughs) must be gay must be gay I love that. Yeah. So it's kind of just a lot of like accidentally stumbling upon it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know why I like that and your experience is because 
I feel like there's so much out there of terrible experiences with coming out, which is important to hear about. Those stories are inspiring and they're very real. And I understand that, you know, the majority of the time it's not like easy breezy. Yeah. We're very lucky in that way. Totally. However, I think there is a problem with every story being a negative one because those tend to be the stories that make the news or that like a video on YouTube will go viral or whatever it is because it's got more weight and emotion to it. So naturally it's shared more or whatever it may be. And the problem with that is, is a lot of people that have families that would be awesome, maybe wait longer than they would have otherwise because they hear all these negative outcomes and they're really worried. So it heightens the fear. I also think with that being what is shared the most, that makes the percentage seem like it's so much higher than what it, I'm sure it is still quite high, but if you're just hearing those stories, I'm sure you're like, oh wow, yes, that's what it all is. And you know what, another, from another perspective, another outcome of that is, is I think that parents or heterosexual people in general, friends, whatever, if they're hearing all these negative responses to people coming out, then in a way they might think, oh, that's how I'm supposed to respond. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Right? Or I also think on the flip, since there are so many negative stories, yeah. then some people also feel like the need to do the opposite. Like to over, you know, oh, mm-hmm. like somebody comes out and they're like, wow! Like, yes. yes! And it's like... Which is kind of interesting too. It could be lovely. Yeah. But also like... The good thing that I enjoyed about, like, my experience was that it was so casual. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't celebrated for something, you know? Like, I I didn't feel like I was, like, making Mm -hmm. some huge announcement. It was an announcement. Wow. Put the wine down, Sean. (laughs) My kombucha's getting me lit. Um, Yeah, it was just like, oh, this is what Mm -hmm. you want. Okay, moving on, you know? Yeah. I want to speak to that, too, because this is a general statement, Mm -hmm. but... I speak for a lot of people I know that their ideal outcome of coming out is people being like, okay. Yeah. And I think if there's anyone listening that's heterosexual, whether it's your kid or a friend, at some point in your life, you're probably going to have someone come out to you. Like, the, you know, the way things go, you're going to know someone who knows someone. It's going to in some way connect find to you. you. The gays will find you. They will find <laughs> And I think that a lot of people, like you said, they just don't know the right way to respond to the coming out. It may not be that they're homophobic at all. It may not be that they even care. They just don't know what the person needs. And I think the best case scenario is just like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I think it goes back to like feeling like you're put on display as like a gay and that coming out is a spectacle. And some people want that. Like some people have that kind of personality that they like feed on, you know, like Mm-hmm. That sounds really condescending, but like some people like the attention that comes with it. Yeah. Not coming out gives you attention. That sounds bad. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're some saying. Some people have yeah. personalities that are more vibrant. Yes. And <laughs> but, like they want to be like loud and proud and they want people to like bake them a rainbow cake yeah. and the whole Which shebang. is awesome. But a lot of people also just don't want to feel like a spectacle. They don't want to feel... And I think a big chunk of it is that people don't want to feel like their relationships have changed. And I think if it's super bad or super like over the top good, you feel like there's a chick because that's not who that Mm -hmm. person is, you know? Yeah. Just be chill. I think that relates to my coming out story in that from a very young age, even when I didn't know I was gay. I didn't know the word for it. I didn't know. She's doing air quotes, by the way. You can't say that. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I didn't 
have a word for it. I didn't even, wasn't even thinking that way. It's hard to explain. I just knew that, oh, wow, I feel this way towards women or friends. I have crushes on people that are my friends, that are women at this point, you know, teenagers, um, that I was aware was probably different than the way that they might feel about me. Yeah. You know, even if they were close, I was feeling a different sort of bond. Um, I think from a very young age, I don't know why, I don't know why this is, was the case for me. I was very annoyed or irritated at the idea of having to talk about it. And mm-hmm. at this point it wasn't even coming out because I didn't even think about the fact that, oh, I'm gay. It was just, this is the way I feel and I'm aware it's different and I'm aware that I'm going to have to like talk about it or, you know, bring it up with these people at some point or later on I realized it was I'm going to have to come out as being gay and it always irritated me to my core, not because I was scared. I had a very opposite experience to some people like most of my friends when I talk to them um, that are somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum are like, oh, I, you know, I knew how I felt. I was just scared about people's reactions. I honestly did not give a fuck about people's reactions. I, and I, I mean that yeah. wholeheartedly. I was annoyed at having to have any sort of conversation. I Annoyed at a conversation about sexuality or like the fact that you had to come out? I guess a bit of both. I was annoyed at talking about my sexuality and having to sit down and explain to people the way I was feeling because I was seeing other people around me that didn't have to do that. Yeah, They just felt the way about a certain person. They got a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They brought them home to mom and dad, whatever. Oh, you're dating so-and-so. And I was always really internally irritated by the idea of having to discuss with anyone who I was or the way that I felt. Yeah. And if I had known that people's reactions would have didn't would have been just like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. The same way if I said, oh, I was dating this guy, then I probably would have had a lot of those conversations a lot earlier. Yeah. Um. So when people ask me when I came out, like, when did I start coming out with friends and family? I honestly don't know. Like, it started as early as elementary school of me saying to people, oh, I like this girl. And I think because I said it so nonchalantly on purpose, people didn't take it seriously because they thought I was either kidding or they were like... Didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, didn't know what I was talking about or like, okay, whatever. Um, Because I never used the word gay and I resort lesbian and never anything and then if anyone kind of like gave me a look I didn't even take the bait to like explain it I just like move on with the conversation and kind of in an internal like fuck you like haha like I don't care what you think like I'm just gonna throw toss it out there okay, this is like elementary you being like no, fuck you I <laughs> no I don't know I honestly I don't know what it was like I, I you're so much cooler than I'll ever be no <laughs> and it's it, I, I swear to God, like, I was something in another life that, like, I've already been through this and I'm just internally annoyed. I, I swear. Like, I could be, see that. about that. Because I came into feeling that way. Like, I, I was just like, okay, this is how I feel. And, like, I didn't even, like, have to process it with, you know, internally as much. It was just, like, feeling this way. And, like, that was it. And I was just like, let's just roll with this, you know? Let's do and this. I remember specifically... One of my guy, very close guy friends um, that I've known since elementary school, me saying to him, oh my God, I think Rihanna's so hot. I'd totally date her, right? 
And I don't know, it was grade six or seven. And he was like, ha ha, like, that's, that's cool. Yeah, she's so hot or whatever. And then like two years later, I told him that I liked this girl that was in our high school. And he was like, holy shit. So like, were you serious about Rihanna? I'm like, is anybody ever joking about Rihanna? Well, that is so true. (laughs) But meaning like, because I was always so nonchalant about that. That he didn't even give it a He didn't even like think it was serious or like. I've talked about before when we were talking about the sex thing, like, I made out with girls all the time. I, you know, showed interest in girls. Like, I flirted with girls. And because I didn't sit down with anyone and have this big conversation, so many people later were like, whoa, Bree's gay? And it's like, I wasn't hiding it. I was never hiding anything. Yeah. They're like, you were making out with girls because you liked it? Yeah, like, what? Instead of just for sport? <laughs> but there was no point where I was ever like, hiding any part of me I was just like you take with it from you will I'm just gonna act the way I act I'm gonna like the way the people that I like and that's why I found a lot of it really interesting when people later in my life acted surprised right and I think a big part of that was because when we talked about dating dating my ex-boyfriend because you know in grade 10 or whatever uh when I started dating him it was like kind of right in the middle so I you know, made it with all these girls, like flirted with all these girls, whatever. And then I dated him and it was like, okay, well, yeah, she's straight. And then we broke up and then I started dating women and people were like, what? But you dated that boy one time. That canceled everything. That canceled everything before and everything after, like, because that one guy, you know, what, what's going on? And I did like see another couple guys and like I flirted with other guys and, you know, like made out with other guys, like all that happened too. But I just found it so funny that people assumed because of all the male interactions I had, my heterosexuality, whereas no one ever assumed my homosexuality based on all the female interactions I yeah. had, which is you were, so weird. You were lying. Well, yeah, because I was just like, you, you know, for confused. the guys in my life. <laughs> and even like, like, like my boyfriend, I would say like, oh yeah, like that girl's hot. Like so-and-so's so hot. Like, you know, like I'd be hanging out with all my guy friends while I was dating a guy and be like, oh my gosh, she's such a babe. Like, she's smoking. Like, yeah. would totally date her. And everything was just written off. So I kind of had an internal laugh when eventually, once again, I never came out to any of my friends. I just started dating girls. And a lot of my friends, because they've just known me forever and they know that's the way I am, I started dating a girl. And I was like, oh yeah, I've started dating this person. I'm going to bring her by the party. And they're like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, they didn't even flinch. Yeah. And then there's the other group that were like, Mostly the guys that were, or the girls that were friends with my ex-boyfriend. Right. We're like, what the heck? But that happened. But that happened, right? Their minds are like, blown. (laughs) And yeah, so I I just, yeah, it's, I don't have a clean cut and dry coming out. Yeah. Um, Even with family members, I'd, I'd say the cleanest cut and dry that I had was my grandma. And that was the like last important person in my life, I would say, that I came out to. Right. Honestly, because I was just like, she's a lot older. Do I need to do this to the poor woman? That sounds like yeah, miserable. Yeah, like, I don't want like, to hit her with this huge thing because it might just like, take her down. She like I like she might be toast. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, it wasn't like at that point, it hadn't been a situation where I was dating someone seriously enough that it was going to conflict with my ability to date someone and be with my grandma. Yeah. 
like it, it had never crossed that path. So it was just easy enough. I go see my grandma and you know, whatever, talk about the weather, whatever. So straight um, weather. It's Easter. I'm dating Julia. We're like six months into dating and obviously I'm like madly in love already and like fully obsessed with her. And this was the first time that I was like, okay, this is like going to be like for a forever thing. Like I was really thinking that way. And that morning, Julia came with my sister, my mom and dad to Easter brunch. And to give you an idea of how awesome my family is, we went for Easter brunch at a drag show at Junction. So on Jesus's day, we went and saw some drag and got bottomless mimosas. Jesus loves the bottomless mimosa. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> so we went there and, you know, Julie had a blast and I previously told her, you know, we're having Easter dinner that night, but my grandma's going and you can't come because I'm, I'm not out to my grandma. Yeah. Which obviously didn't sit well with me saying that, but that was the reality. So she goes home. I go to have Easter dinner and I'm literally like half an hour into Easter dinner and I'm like having a fucking breakdown because I'm like, how fucked up? is society and life and every inner annoyance and anger that I've ever felt about the fact that I need to come out just is like exploding. It's all coming now. Here I have this awesome relationship with this awesome human being that I'm so proud of. That's fantastic in every way that treats me awesome, has a great personality. All these boxes are checked, but just because she has a vagina, I can't bring her to Easter dinner. Whereas I guarantee there's plenty of people out there bringing their boyfriends, girlfriends that cheat on them, treat them like shit, you know, whatever. But because they're in a heterosexual relationship, they're coming Easter, (laughs) you know, grandma gets to meet them on the second freaking family dinner, you know, and here I am hiding someone who's so fantastic. Like that was just, it was the first time that I had like given in to society stopping me from being me like the first time that I instead of saying a big fuck you because it was my grandma yeah that I was like I'm gonna hide this yeah frick you (laughs) yeah yeah sorry grandma god bless (laughs) happy Easter and I was like no I can't do this so I told my mom I'm like you know this is what's happening my mom sits down with my grandma we literally like come out to my grandma on Easter lovely Catholic lady. So that was probably a real treat. And this is really important, I think, because I have never felt more guilty in my life than I did in this moment because of my assumptions against my grandma for who I thought she was. Because her response was more chill than friends, my parents, like anyone. And they were chill. My grandma was chill. Did not care. And the way that my grandma handled it was the most ideal way that I could have ever hoped for, for anyone to handle it. She literally did what I wanted people to do my whole life and treated Julia just like a human being. I literally went to the other room. I called Julia. I said, come over. I just came up to my grandma. She was like, what? Pardon me? I was like, come over right now. She drove (laughs) over. She walked in the door. My grandma gave her a hug, just like she'd give my sister's boyfriend a hug if she was meeting my sister's boyfriend. And then continued the whole night to just chat with her like any other person. There was no overdoing. There was no underdoing. It felt so normal and comfortable. And it made me so happy. It like fulfilled me so much. But it also broke my heart in a way because 
she was the person I waited the longest because of my assumptions against her. Yeah. So like I was putting my own shit on her as a person. So that was a big lesson for me. People will surprise you one way or the other. Some people will surprise you because the reaction's not as great as you thought it would be. And other people will be incredible that you probably doubt it. Yeah. And also just remember like always come out to people that are slower than you. <laughs> so if anything goes awry, you can just like <laughs> hightail it out there, you know? Oh, so grandma like really yeah grandma was like ding 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 oh my god yeah well like my dad when I like came out I was like he's like the typical like he like is car guy like football guy Mm -hmm. like has all his like dude bros over to watch the Super Bowl every year like watches hockey like played sports was like a jock in high like you know he's Mm -hmm. like this and he is like so so great with everything yeah like he literally after i came out was like i know you've heard me make a lot of jokes like i know that i was like pretty harsh on gaga but like (laughs) like, oh my gosh he was like they're always jokes like so you're kind of doing them an injustice yeah by well sometimes maybe you're not because it can go fucking horribly awry i can't speak to that though but for the most part like you can't really decide their... I think a lot of people get in their heads mm-hmm. about, like, the reaction that they think is coming. Yeah. When it's like, give them a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't come out to my grandpa before he passed away. Right. And I thought it was because, like, it was going to be some, like, shocker. And yeah. then when I came out to my grandma, her reaction, like, made me really, like, think about, like, how my grandpa probably would have been totally right. okay with the two. But also, like, they've seen, like, fucking world wars. <laughs> I feel like we're, like, the least of their problems. Maybe they're just, like, tired at that point, <laughs> Literally, too, they're like, like okay, <laughs> what else? <laughs> Who else is up next? <laughs> That's so true. They're just, like, at that point in their life, they're like, bring, bring it yeah, on. Yeah, they're like, fuck, I survived Hitler. Like, <laughs> like I don't give a shit about exactly your... Exactly. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. And <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And I, and like we mentioned before, it could go the other way too. You can expect a really great reaction and be disappointed. I think it's just, I think the biggest thing is, and I get those, that question a lot, like, how do you come out? You can't plan for it. You don't know what reaction you're going to get. I think the only thing that you can plan for is your own confidence in and stability in yourself. Yes. But they're also like, in terms of planning, if you, like, are in somewhere that you think it could... Oh, yeah. Be safe. <laughs> Sorry. No, oh, just... yeah. Please. Please do. <laughs> if... Oh, my God. It's coming again. <laughs> um, if you are in, like, a place that you think it could be unsafe, yeah. definitely, like, make sure that you're in a, like, financial situation and stuff that it's not going to, like, hinder your life. Because, right. like, that's a whole... Yeah. I can't really speak to that, but also, like, I know that safety is a big concern for a lot of people. So I do. And also like try to find at least one person that you can safely confide in. I think that's an important point to touch on is that I think there's a lot of pressure to come out and come out early. And the reality is for a lot of people, that's not the right decision. Yeah. And just because you see um, someone else in a different place or on the internet or, you know, someone you watch on a TV show come out, you know, early and they have this, you know, storyline, whether it's good or bad. The reality is for some people, it's straight up unsafe. Mm -hmm. And that is for each person to weigh or judge their own situation. Um, But give yourself the out. (laughs) 
Pun not intended. You, you, you're talking about safety than making puns. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Give yourself the out to not put expectations on yourself of when and how you should come out. Because for some people, the best answer is come out once you've moved out and you're in a safe place. Yeah. Because the reality is, is some families, it will not work out for you. Yeah. So just because it worked out for someone else that way, you need to judge your own situation and your own safety. And there's nothing wrong with coming out later in life. There's no pressure to ever come out. There's people that come out in elementary school. There's people that come out when they're four. There's people that come out when they're 36. And there's people that come out when they're 80. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Also, like, I love the drama of, like, you dying and then your tombstone just saying, I was gay. Yeah. You know? That might work, too. That's, you know. Yeah. Just leave it with the world. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. So... I, I think I steer clear a lot of those questions a lot of the time, like how to come out because it's so situational. And I know that seems like a cop out because people are like, can you just give me some fucking suggestions? Or like, you know, when should I come out? What's the age I should come out? What's the age that's weird when you're not out yet? Oh my God. I've got messages like, oh my God, I'm 23 and I'm not out. I'm like 23. That's so flipping young. Like, yeah. why are you putting this kind of pressure on yourself? I'm like, oh, well, my best friend came out when they were 16, but like my family will, like, don't do this to yourself. Like no. comparison will kill you. Yeah. Like you're on your own journey. You're on your own path. And whether it's that you aren't comfortable with coming out, or maybe you didn't even find your own sexuality or your own person until you're, till you're older. Right. Um, Some people, you know, like we talked about in dating, your past doesn't reflect who you are in the moment just because you might have not known earlier if you all of a sudden when you're 35 think, hey, whoa, like I think this is who I am. There's nothing discredited about that. Exactly. There's no proper, oh, well, you didn't know when you were 14. Oh, you never told your family when you were in high school or you weren't using those boyfriends as covers up, cover-ups or like whatever it may be. That doesn't discredit who you are. Um, so it's, you know, we're talking about our own situations. That's all I know. That's all I know. And Also, if you come out later in life, just say that you were busy. That's true too. You know, so like that's, you're that's coming. You're 35. Be like, I was busy. I was really busy. Yeah, like doing life. Yeah, like figure it out. And you know, it's a hard thing, and there's a lot of pressure on it, and no one will understand until they're in that position, in your position. Exactly. So even when you are gay, you will not understand someone else's coming out story like they do because you don't know their family dynamic, you don't know the pressures on them, you don't know their internal struggles, you don't know any of that. So. With that said, also don't judge other people's experience because just because it's different from your own doesn't make them less valid. Yeah. Just because somebody hasn't like struggled or has struggled more. Like we're all fucking soldiers in the same goddamn war. Yeah. But not the same war that our grandma was in. That's (laughs) the real war. So shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, stick together. And I feel like there is that weird like bit of stigma in the community about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, You know, and it isolates a lot of people. Exactly, because, yeah. Which is just so sad because I think every person who is gay has at some point experienced feeling isolated from society or coworkers or family or friends enough so that we should understand that we should not do that to each other. Yeah. Like, well, just makes back sense. to those fucking gay police. They're back. <laughs> fucking God damn. Gay We're police. doing like house raids now. <laughs> so, whatever works for you, really. 
note. Do it when you can, when you want mm-hmm. to, when it's safe. Yeah. Rip the band-aid. Bake like a note a into a pizza. Cake. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, sorry. You were being a little bit <laughs> more subtle than I. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to want to bake a dick cake. <laughs> you're going to want to catapult it at your parents' bedroom window. <laughs> Uh, and I've got a question for you being someone whose family in some ways came out for them Uh I feel like that also just like is so me because like I'm so lazy that I didn't even have to come out for myself you were busy like I was so busy they're like oh my god are you gay I'm like no I'm just busy (laughs) okay but question with this uh huh I'm sure there's some people asking that are, or listening. Maybe they're asking in their heads, listening (laughs) along. Do you think it's appropriate for family or friends to bring it up with someone when they think they may be? Or do you think you should wait for them to do so? I know your experience for you and your, like yourself, it worked. So if there's someone listening that thinks a friend or a family member might be gay, do you think it's better to reach out on Olive Branch or wait for them to come to you? Um... Mm, shut your fucking mouth that's what I say like literally I like when people like because before my parents asked me I obviously had so many people ask me and yeah. I was like no no what are you talking about no yeah Who? no totally I feel like it's so inappropriate to ask mm-hmm. but like I think the difference was that my like I'm super close to my family. They also have known me for like at yes. that time like fucking eighteen years. Yeah. So they saw like the full they they got the full picture. Your parents knew what if would be anybody like, was allowed to, it was them, yeah. and like they were still pushing. It. Yes. <laughs> but they've seen the whole thing, and then I think they also saw me like becoming more reserved, so they could probably tell there was some sort of emotional struggle going on. But anybody else, no, mm-hmm. like I'm no. Yeah. No. See, yeah. Like, I had so many, when I worked at, like, coffee shops and stuff, when I wasn't out, people would ask me, and I'd be like, ah, no, and they'd be like, but you seem so gay, and I'm like, what do I do with that information? <laughs> like, what? like, what am I supposed to say? Because now I'm battling against something that I just wasn't ready to tell you. And also, like, what Like, what do I do now? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, now I seem gay. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And now I'm struggling with, like, not just, like, socking them in the face. Yeah. With that, even more so with asking people, do not ever fucking come out for someone. This is, like, really important for me to get across in case there's anyone listening. In case my parents are listening. (laughs) (laughs) If you've had a conversation with them, if you know that they're far along and they're coming out, that it's more of a convenience thing, that's no problem. Like, obviously, if someone's asking... A friend about me in general and like oh is Brie single is she dating? and they're like oh yeah she's dating Juliet like that's not them outing me okay no. like they're telling them about my life I'm clearly in a place I'm recording a podcast about gayness right now like I'm clearly out I don't give a fuck right but when you're in a place that someone's clearly in their progression of figuring themselves out or coming out it is never your place to do that for them and that's something that can be extraordinarily scarring and put them back. Even if you think that you're doing them a favor, you're really, you're not. Yeah. It's horrible. This is funny. My sister went to Argyle. She was at her first day at school in grade eight. So I was, I don't know, grade nine, 10, 11, whatever it was. 
because uh, I'm three years older than her. And this guy in my grade saw my sister in the hall or like walking or walking outside of school, wherever, and goes, did you know your sister's a lesbian? And she was just like, uh, what? She never told me about this until later on. And I was like dating someone and she was like, oh yeah, I've like known since like grade eight because the guy in grade yelled it at me oh, from like, my God. like loud enough for like lots of people to hear. She's like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so like that shit, like it's funny looking back on it. But that's horrifying. But if I had heard at that age, like, if my sister had come home and told me, I would have been horrified. Yeah, you would have moved across the country. Like I would have been so embarrassed. And once again, going back to, I think for most people, the, a lot of the worry with coming out is the fear of people talking about it and people using it as like a conversation piece. Because you're not entertainment and you're not like someone on display and it's not like some freak show. So the idea that someone would be like yelling that kind of stuff or, you know, using it as like, oh my God, did you hear? Did you hear who Bree's dating? Did you hear she made out with a girl? Did you hear like, you know, she's gay or whatever? Like, that's the Do you hear how busy she's been? She's been busy. 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 Can that be the new word? Like, people like aren't ready to come out and they're like checking if someone else is gay, but they're not ready to say it. Like, if this, if they had heard this podcast, like, are you busy? Are you busy? You're busy, like busy. You seem, you seem Seem to have been really busy lately. Really, really busy. (laughs) Yeah. The girlfriend's like, yeah, I've been busy too. Yeah. Should we be busy together? It's a bunch of busy bodies. <laughs> Can we call this, our fans? Our fans are, are the busy, busy bodies. <laughs> That's actually a good fan name because our our name is about asking questions and like explaining them. Busy so bodies. Bu- busy bodies want to know about. We have things. no fans, but if we did, they'd be the busy my mom is the busy body can <laughs> <laughs> okay, unite together because actually that's right there that's that's it that's our fan name and it's so great because it's like gender and sexuality inclusive it's just anyone with any body and anybody it's a little can busy. be fucking busy my yeah. dog's busy <laughs> oh. uh. so wait what were their names again busy body <laughs> so busy bodies now it's time for our next segment. That's going to stick and it's going to annoy the shit out of you, but I'm going to say it. No, I love it. Now. I'm busy. Busy. <laughs> it's time for our segment, I Can Explain. And for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, this is the segment where we ask one another questions that relate to the general topic of this episode. Questions that we know the other person doesn't know about or we are assuming the other person doesn't know about I should say so you know we've surprised each other in the past and done pretty well yeah and sometimes we've done terribly also yeah (laughs) so yeah so questions are topics the other person has to take their best guess or bullshit through it just try and figure it out and then hopefully we learn a little something along the way yeah let's do this let's get started okay so for this week's I can explain with coming out, our general theme, I know we were talking specifically towards our experience with coming out, which was coming out as gay or lesbian or whatever it may be. Obviously, we don't have people from all these different sexualities here that can explain what it would be like to come out as those sexualities. So, to tie them in without trying to make assumptions, 
I'm about like, their where experience is this with going? I'm gonna ask you some terminology of different sexualities that people might come out as, and you have to guess oh, what that sexuality means. No. <laughs> oh no. Is this gonna be offensive? No, not at all. I hope not. Okay. I think that's people that are listening know. We're doing this from a good place. It's from a place of wanting to learn and grow. And, you know, you're probably going to guess very wrong, but then you're going to learn what it actually is. And so is everyone listening. There's nothing I hate more than learning or growth. So let's do this. (laughs) Why'd you sign up for this podcast then, Sean? Because that's what us busybodies are here to do. I just want people to hear my beautiful voice. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is coming out as aromantic. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I, uh, <laughs> sweating. Um, I'm gonna say it's like asexual, which like aromantic means that you're not like physically attracted to people just romantically. You just want dates. You don't want dick. I don't know. Oh, I love that. But no, oh, you're fuck. on the right track with okay. the asexual thing. Asexual and aromantic are kind of opposites, okay. right? And once again, even me explaining this, I might be explaining the term in not in the exact way that someone who is this might explain it. Yeah. So my apologies for that. Also, I think it's fair to, as a general statement, say that people relate to different terms in different ways. So the definition that I have here might not be true for everyone. Yeah, hit okay? me with fuck it up. <laughs> here we go. So asexual is experiencing little or no sexual attractive attraction to others. And or a lack of interest in sexual relationships or behavior. Okay. So it can be a spectrum. So you could want nothing to do with sexual relationships. It could be, you know, every once in a while or less so or I only like kissing or whatever it may be. Okay. Aromantic is experiencing literal or no romantic connection to others. Oh, no romantic. Yes. Or oh, I guess that would make sense. Asexual. Asexual, aromantic. Uh. So they're kind of opposite because... An asexual person could also be aromantic because they could not want sex or romantic relationships, or they could be someone who's asexual, but they very much feel a romantic connection to someone. They just don't want to have sex or an aromantic person could want sex, but feel no romantic connection. They just like physical sex and then they have friendships (laughs) (laughs) or they could want either. I'm like, wait, I didn't know this was the exes episode. <laughs> oh, snap. That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it can be a combination or anywhere on the spectrum of both, but they're different things. Okay. Wow. I actually just learned so much because if somebody was like, I'm aromantic, I'd be like, oh my God, romance. <laughs> So you like, like, roses? Oh my god! No, like, fuck. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> okay. Demi-romantic and demisexual. Okay, so they're a demigod. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm gonna try... I don't even know what a demigod is. I think that would probably help me. I think a demigod's like a half-god, isn't it? So a demi-romantic... <laughs> it sounds like semi-romantic. So they are halfway between asexual and sexual. Okay, kind of. Okay. So basically, it's someone that has little or no capacity 
for either sexual attraction in terms of demisexual or romantic attraction in terms of romantic. Yeah. Oh, demi-romantic, pardon me. Until they form a deep emotional connection with a specific person. Okay, so makes sense. So, basically, you, typically a demisexual person, the only time that they would want to be sexual with someone when they're in a deep romantic relationship. And for a demi-romantic person, the only time that they would want to be sexual is when they're in a deep connection, romantic. So Jesus Pardon me. Opposite. Demi-romantic is when you are in a sexual relationship with someone. And you don't want to be romantic until you've had sex for a long time. I guess. Like maybe a deep friendship and like sex for a long time. And then you're like, okay, I could be romantic with this person. Maybe it's like a comfort level thing. But they wouldn't like go on a date and want to like and feel that. Whoa. It would take like a lot of connection to fe- begin feeling romantic. Okay. So I guess really opposite to me, like when I talked about meeting Julia, like walking into bar and being like, oh my God, I love you. Yeah. Like it was like, mm, I could love you. Give me a while. Eventually. Like, so does that mean that like the Bible just assumed that everybody was demisexual? Yeah. I guess, because they don't want to have sex until they're married. Yeah. And, like, get a deep emotional connection, yeah. which we and all like, know. And, like, shit just got religious. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, like, who knows if this is the case for everyone, but that's just the general um, definition that I've found. Okay. Okay. Next question. You're doing pretty well. That was horrible. <laughs> no, I feel like you're doing, you're doing pretty well, okay? Okay. Pansexual. You like... Kitchen utensils. I knew you were gonna say that. Such as pans. <laughs> pans are your fave. Pans are your fave. Um, pan pansexual. Is that what you said? Yeah. You really like the movie Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That movie is horrifying. I'm only attracted when watching. <laughs> when somebody has eyeballs in their hands. <laughs> oh my god. Um, pansexual. Fuck. I wish that I knew, like, what pan meant. <laughs> um, pan. Yeah, if you had, like, a deep comprehension towards Latin vocabulary. If I was, like, slightly intelligent whatsoever, <laughs> this would be a lot easier. Fair. Pan. Pans are flat. Hmm. They are broad. I feel so bad for any pansexual person you, listening. I feel bad for anybody listening. <laughs> and they're like, really? The pan joke yeah. for the hundredth time? Wow, the utensils <laughs> joke. They um, like to cook eggs uh, in a pan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, bro- I'm going with like a broad... Broad. You're broadly sexual. Okay. <laughs> I, I like to think you're maybe going in the right direction. Okay. You're, you're reaching. Giving, yeah. That's a reach. That's a stretch. Okay. So a pansexual person is a person who experiences sexual, romantic, physical, and or spiritual attraction for members of all gender identities and expressions. <gasps> I was kind of right. So, yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to. So I think the difference is a lot of people would be like, oh, isn't that bisexual? Well, no. A lot of bisexuals would say that they only like two types of gender expression, so male or female. Right. Where there's so many gender expressions in between. So pan- there's agender. Pansexual there's... covers, like, agender, like, trans, non-binary. Yeah. Queer, non-binary, like, doesn't matter. Basically, you just like people. You're just attracted to the person. Their gender identity does not matter at all. That I was kind of on the right yes. path. Yes. 
Yes. Which is like to me, that's like you've you you've, you've hit the peak. Like better than congrats. all of us. Like wow. You're so much better than us. Like you literally just feel a connection to people. Are you literally like I think I'm Oprah? I think I'm pan hateful. You're pan hateful? Yeah. Why? Because I just hate everybody. Oh, I don't care who you are. I thought you meant you hate, hate, hated pan people. I, was like, <laughs> I did is... kind of hate pan flabbering because it was a little bit scary. Mm, but, yeah. Um, no, like I'm just pan hateful. I don't like, it doesn't matter what sexuality you are. I still hate you. Yeah, that's, that's so fair. Perfect. Queer. <laughs> the look on your face. This seems like a setup. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those words that everyone knows, but they're like, how would you define that? Yeah. Like everyone kind of, everyone gets it. It's like having a sexuality that differs from heterosexuality. Holy shit, you nailed it. Did I actually? It literally is an umbrella term to describe individuals who don't identify as heterosexual. Well, because like all those like asexual, pansexual, that's also covered in queer, right? Wow. I am intelligent. Yeah. And I love the word queer. Yeah. Because it, for all of this stuff that I get why people like labels, I get like why people connect them, it makes it easier to describe who they are, blah, 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 whatever. I love that there's something that we can just say about like everyone, because sometimes it gets exhausting, you know, like when you get into all the like little specific labels that get so specific and coming from someone who's like in the LGBTQ community, you never want to offend people. So even when we're recording a podcast, you know, sometimes I'm talking about, I would have to sit here for an hour being like, so I went to this lesbian, bisexual, asexual, aromantic, when you can just say, you know, blah, 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 non-binary, blah, 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 party this weekend. Instead, I can just say queer. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that aren't LGBTQ think that queer uh, is a derogatory term because of the way that it used to be used. It was like similar to faggot. Um, And I remember the first time I made a video on YouTube in the video, I described my experience as queer the entire time. I got an email from my mom or text or something. Email sounds so extreme. And she was like, oh, like I watched your video. It was really great. But like, it makes me so sad to hear you, you describe yourself as queer. And but because of when she grew up, queer was a negative thing. They she didn't understand that it has become an umbrella term. She thought it's, you were being like, yeah, I was just having a little faggoty adventure. Yeah, like, like she thought it was like I was saying like some really negative yeah. um, thing about myself and like probably knowing me, she probably thought I was trying to do it in a funny way and like kind of coming she down on myself. Like, she just wants those views. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I'm a very, like, my sense of humor is very, like, self... Self-depreciating. Yeah, so I think she, like, that's where she thought I was going with it. Self-depreciating? Self-deprecating. De- I have no idea. Isn't self-deprecating, like, shitting yourself? <laughs> isn't self-depreciating... <laughs> isn't depreciating, like, your car depreciates? <laughs> Everyone knows what we mean. <laughs> We're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just read between the lines. Yeah. Or listen between lines, whatever you need to do. Defecating. That's what Defecating. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I said yes. So like it sounded like Yes, a defecation. Like you can really through. screw me with that sound bite. Just defecation. Yes. Are you going to put that everywhere? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, guys. So we're going to slow it back down for some KSMR. So, Bree 
said this is her favorite segment, and I'm like, Brie, you say that about literally everything in this podcast, so you really need to stop amping us up, because it's pretty embarrassing. You're like my mom right now. You're like a, a cheerleader on the side. Please keep this open. Tired of finally five years of being so busy. I've never been busier. <laughs> okay, so this is this week's KSMR. So that was this week's KSMR. And by the way, we just realized we've never told you what the previous KSMR noises were. So tomorrow on I Can Explain podcast on Instagram. Oh, this will be in the future. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So by the time you're listening, tomorrow will have passed. I am in a dark hole. Okay, so before we lose our fucking minds for real, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of I Can Explain Podcast. (laughs) I almost said KSMR. (laughs) (laughs) We've lost our minds. (laughs) We've lost it. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, what is happening to you right now? I think I actually just had a stroke. I think so. I watched it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Sean... Also, can we talk about... I was trying to get my headphones off of me, and it literally took me like a solid minute and a half, and I just looked up and Brie was just watching me, and I was stuck in my headphones. I just stared and didn't say anything. 
People are going to think we're so high. I know. I'm like, I hate smoking weed. We're like so straight edge. And <laughs> people are like, high on life. Yeah. High on this podcast. Yeah. And on that note. See you around the gay bread. What the fuck? <laughs> what? You like locked eyes and they were like, you want to see you around the <laughs> Beat you. And we'll see. see. <laughs> okay, we need to end this okay. now. And we'll see. <laughs> I can't speak. I've lost my ability to talk for the first time in my life. And we'll we'll see see you around around the gay gay road. The first one was better. So bad. Okay, bye.